Welcome to Teeth Talk with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF News Talk Traffic. Jason Kong here with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann, head of Charles Ashley Mann Family and Cosmetic Dentistry. Dr. Mann, how are you doing? I am doing wonderful. The dog days of summer are upon us. My kids are, you know, contemplating going back to school and or the uh, the distance learning with, uh, I guess it's called virtual learning now, correct? Yeah, they got that virtual academy and the, uh, learning virtual learning in general. It's uh, a tough decision for some students and also for the parents as well. So uh, you'll, you'll have to keep us tuned. I'm sure that'll be a, a decision that will require a lot of conversation in the man household. Absolutely. I think a lot of parents are having that conversation. I think you're exactly right. Well, Dr. Mann, we do this program every week because we like to talk about how having a healthy mouth leads us to having a healthy body and a healthy life. And from time to time, the email inbox packs up and we need to get to our emails and answer some questions from our listeners. You can always email Dr. Mann by emailing Man at smileman.com. And remember, man has two ends, Dr. Mann at smileman.com. Dot com. Dr. Mann, I always love doing these programs because we hear from our listeners. And let's get to the first email at hand. This one says, Dr. Mann, I'm a little apprehensive to come to the dentist due to the aerosols that are produced in a dental office. What are you doing to minimize them and to decrease risk to patients? This is from Dan and Carrie. Well, you know, that's a great question because we, as dentists, we've been dealing with aerosols for quite some time. You know, I know COVID um, and the coronavirus has brought up the fact that aerosols are are the main way that it's uh, spread. So, you know, of course, the masks come into play. Um, but but as dentists, we've been dealing with aerosols now for quite some time, um, and all because we're in a um, uh, we're in a profession where we're in people's mouths constantly. We produce aerosols with drills and with the polishing tools that we use with the ultrasonic scalers. So we, we have been uh, trying to keep them at a minimum for some time now. Um, the AIDS epidemic came upon us. We have hepatitis B. We have hepatitis C. Even during the flu season, which is spread by aerosols, we have to be very cautious. Um, so we've taken um, those steps for a long time. But, but during the COVID and since it started, um, we've actually added extra steps. Uh, I think we've discussed them on a show before. We've actually added... Um, what we call oil, uh, excuse me, um, surgery room HEPA filters in our office. And what it does is it um, takes the air through a HEPA filter once every 15 minutes. Each each one of those does. So, and we have two in every uh, office in our in our back operatory area. And these HEPA filters, there's two in each uh, single um, HEPA filter um, filtration system. And uh, what it does is it removes the particles that um, such as virus, bacteria, bacteria, even uh, allergens that, that give people allergies, it removes those. And um, it's done a, uh, also created airflow. The key to keeping aerosols down is airflow and keeping the airflow going. And so that airflow uh, is, is very important, not only with those HEPA filters, but also in our HVA system. Uh, we have HEPA filters in our HVA system and, and our uh, HVA systems are in the ceiling, so it sucks the aerosols up through the ceiling, and we keep that going constantly. So airflow is one. The second thing that we do is um, we use uh, something called a fogger, 
And uh, we use hypochlorous acid and we fog after every patient. So if we did happen to have someone who was asymptomatic that had coronavirus in our practice um, and aerosols were released, the hypochlorous acid fogger kills all those aerosols when we fog each room after every patient. Um, but we also have put in some more um, things that we probably, if we look back, we probably should have been doing this all dentist and all doctor's office should have been doing this even during the flu season. And that's taking people's temperature as they come before they come into the office at the front door. Um, and also screening them about uh, if they've been in contact with anyone that's had COVID or any sickness. So I think these things will probably stay in place for a while. Um, even once COVID starts declining significantly, we'll probably keep these in place during flu season. And uh, that's going to help uh, the benefit of all. But uh, this person's question um, is a good one because there are people out there that are a little bit nervous about coming to the dental, dental office. But I can tell you, it's one of the safer places um, in my office because we take the precautions necessary to reduce the aerosol levels and to keep all of our patients safe. And if there's anybody out there that's apprehensive that has an underlying condition or they're apprehensive about coming, the best time to come into a dental office is in the morning. Uh, before there are any aerosols. So get that first appointment and uh, uh, eat and uh, you're, you'll be a lot less uh, and more comfortable and a lot less wary of the aerosols. That's a great suggestion. And Dan and Carrie, thank you so much for the email. Dr. Mann, I, I had the idea earlier in the week. I was like, oh, Dr. Mann should, you know, rent out a, a workspace in his <laughs> office because it's so sterile in there that it's it's probably one of the safer places that you could be. If someone did have to meet someone else, I think they should probably, they could do it in your office. That's that's a side venture for you if you uh, want to take that Oh, yeah, side venture. That's all I need is my wife would kill me if I got it to another side adventure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've got three, but, three offices. Uh, go, go ahead, Dr. Yeah. Mann. No, but I was going to say, you know, back to uh, Dan's, I've been in uh, practice now for 21 years and I've only had the flu one time in 21 years and I've only had the flu shot once. Okay. And the one year that I got the flu shot, I got the flu. And you know that as dentists, we come in contact with the flu on many occasions. So that tells you just how safe our offices are. And I can get, I'll go ahead and tell you, most of our employees um, hardly ever get the flu. And, um, I think that is because we wash our hands so much and we wear face masks, which are one of the main things that the CDC have recommended to keep the COVID-19 down. And I think washing your hands is probably the most important. Yeah, as a patient of yours, uh, you know, before the pandemic, I thought your sterilization practices were were already top notch, and I know you've you've only stepped it up even more. So I'm I'm not surprised by that. I want to remind everyone, you know, Doctor Man said that if you're uh, still a little bit worried or apprehensive, the morning is a great time to book an appointment. You can do that by going online to smileman.com. Remember, man with two ends, smileman.com. You can also call nine one nine. 462-9338 to book an appointment you can do that at uh, the three of Dr. Mann's locations one in Cary, one in Garner and the other in Fuquay. a quick break and back with more of your emails right after this you're listening to Teeth Talk with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF News Talk Traffic You're listening to Teeth Talk with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF 
News Talk Traffic. Jason Kong here with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann, head of Charles Ashley Mann Family and Cosmetic Dentistry. And today, you are the star. We're taking your emails. You can always email Dr. Mann at drman at smileman.com. Man with two N's, drman at smileman.com. Eventually, our inbox piles up a little bit, and we need to answer your questions, and that is what we're doing today. Let's get to the next one. This is from Kim in Garner. She says, Dr. Man, if I have not had my teeth cleaned due to coronavirus, will insurance still pay for two cleanings this year? That's a good question. That's a great question. Uh, we've had a lot of people ask that question because, you know, in my office, we were shut down for nine weeks. We couldn't even clean teeth. And then there was a big backlog of people get trying to get in and get their teeth cleaned. So um, because of that uh, and the fact that there's a lot of people that are apprehensive coming in, they missed their cleaning appointments. A lot of insurance company na- companies now are, are covering two visits per year. Um a lot in the past were covering one every six months in one day, but there was a lot of outcries about that. So you're seeing a lot of uh, uh, more um, pr- uh, dental insurance companies going back to the two visits per year. Um, so um, having said that, you really have to check your insurance, but she brings up a good point. You don't want to put off your cleanings too long um, in the dental field. Uh, I mean, excuse me, by uh, coming in for your dental cleaning because you could get uh, the beginning stages of periodontal disease or actually full-blown periodontal disease. And as we talked about before in our show, this can lead to your immune system fighting a disease that's a losing battle. Your immune system can't fight periodontal disease effectively because those bacteria have a way of disguising themselves. So um, having said that, all those people that have delayed coming in, they definitely want to get their teeth clean so that their body's not fighting this disease so that if they happen to come in contact with COVID-19 or they happen to acquire it, their body is much better and more healthy to fight it off. Their immune system's not fighting periodontal disease that can be used to fight COVID-19. Yeah, and we need all the help we can get for anyone who has COVID-19. So that's a great suggestion, Dr. Mann. And Kim and Garner, thank you so much for sending in your email. Let's get to the next one here from Jennifer in Fuquay. Uh, this is an interesting one. I'll be interested to hear your response, Dr. Mann. Jennifer says, sealants have been recommended for my six-year-old. What are they and why does he need them? Well, that's a, another good question. We have some good ones today, haven't we? Yeah, um, certainly do. <clears throat> sealants are basically um, a, I, I like to tell people, um, they're kind of like a hard fluoride. Everybody knows what fluoride is. Fluoride helps prevent decay. Well, sealants, um, Basically, we flow sealants down into the groove of your teeth, and it's much like a, a tooth-colored filling, but um, what it does is it fills those deep grooves of the permanent molars off. Um, most people um, in their young years, from around 6 to up to 18, tend to get decay in those deep grooves of their molar teeth. And so these sealants basically seal off those grooves so that food and bacteria that cause decay can't get down in those grooves. And so that if you have uh, a poor uh, uh, child in their younger years that can't brush properly, quite properly yet due to dexterity, or you have someone that's a sugar fiend, that sugar is not getting caught down in those deep grooves and it prevents decay. The good thing about sealants is we start it uh, when you're first permanent molar comes in, which is called your six-year-old molars. So that's why they recommended probably um, 
the, the, her, her son have them at six years old because his six-year molars were all the way in. Um, the next set of uh, sealants after six years is your 12-year molars. So around six and around 12 is when you'll probably be asked by the dentist if you want to put sealants on those teeth. I highly recommend it. Um, study after study shows that it reduces decay. And that's our goal as dentists is we don't like to see decay. Um, so and um, it's much cheaper to put sealants on than it is to get a, uh, a cavity filled. So um, I highly recommend it. So I would, in my recommendation to hers, I would move forward with the sealants um, on the six-year-old. Is there any maintenance involved when you, when you have the sealants? Um, the only maintenance is every now and then they can actually wear away if your child's grinding their teeth or they can pop out. Um, if they, especially when they're getting braces, if their teeth are being moved around and their bite changes. Um, but all we have to do is go back in and just reseal them off. Um, and, uh, the good news about it is the, uh, most insurance companies, the majority of dental insurance companies usually cover sealants at a hundred percent. Now that's saying something because <laughs> dental insurance don't like to cover anything a hundred percent. Uh, so, <laughs> so i um, always, always tell people if an insurance company is covering something 100%, then they're actually promoting that uh, to be done. But even if your insurance company doesn't pay or you don't have insurance, it's, it's well worth the money. Great stuff. Well, uh, Jennifer, thank you so much for sending in your email. You can also send Dr. Mann an email if you'd like us to answer a question of yours here on the air. You can do that by emailing Man at smileman.com. Man at smileman.com. Man with two N's. And you can also go to smileman.com anytime to view the services that Dr. Man provides. You can book an appointment there as well. It's a great website. Again, smileman.com. Y'all can also find information about the three locations that Dr. Mann has, one in Fuquay, one in Garner, and the other in Cary. Again, smileman.com. You can also call 919-462-9338. 919-462-9338 is the phone number to call. We will answer more of your emails right after this. You're listening to Teeth Talk with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF. News, talk, traffic. FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF. News, talk, traffic. This is Teeth Talk with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann. I am Jason Kong. He's Dr. Charles Ashley Mann, the head of Charles Ashley Mann Family and Cosmetic Dentistry. And we're taking your emails today. You can always submit your questions to us. We love answering them here on the air. Email Dr. Mann at drman at smileman.com. Man with two N's, Dr. Mann at smileman.com. Dr. Mann, let's get to the next one here. Uh, this is from David in Raleigh. He says, I get cold sores quite often and they are not fun. I, I can sympathize with that, David. Is there something that I can take or do to prevent them? Is there a cure? Well, the, the funny thing about cold sores is it's called it's caused by the herpes uh, virus. And there's many types of herpes virus, but the herpes uh, zoster is basically the one that lives in the nerve of your lip and it comes out on your face. Most of the time it comes out on the lip, uh, but it can come out in other places. Um, but, you know, it lives in that nerve. That, but here's the thing is about 99% of the population um, have been exposed to this herpes virus. Some people get the cold 
people are outbreak and some people don't. Um, so it's very interesting. Usually the person who gets the outbreaks, it, it occurs over and over again. Um, they're not sure why certain people don't get it, even though it's in their body and lives and why it doesn't um, come out. Now, that herpes wants to spread to other people. And how it does that is it has to pop out every now and then. And those cold sores are how you infect other people. So it is an infectious um, uh, cold sore, basically. And I like to point that out to people because when you do get one, you want to be careful, especially when it's oozing, if it's draining. Um, the best way to prevent them, though, um, is uh, if you know that you're going to go into the sun or you're going to go into uh, windy, windy weather like skiing, which has sun and wind or really super cold weather, I recommend that people use a lot of sunblock on their lips. Um, there are also some studies that show that if you um, take a couple ibuprofen anti-inflammatories before you hit the slopes or before you go out on the beach or in the sun the first time, um, the, then you that'll help keep them from popping out. Another thing that increases the risk for them popping out is stress and anxiety. Um, so there's a lot of things that you can do um, naturally and uh, medication-wise to reduce anxiety. But if you're getting them over and over again, like uh, like this individual, you may uh, uh, you know kind of wonder if it's anxiety, and uh, you may talk to your doctor about reducing that anxiety. However, there are some natural remedies that you can take. Um, that will help. And the one that most people um, and most research um, have, have studied is lysine, L-Y-S-I-N-E. And if you take lysine as a supplement daily, um, it reduces the risk of those cold sores uh, popping out on your lip. Um, now, uh, it, there's also medications out there, the antivirals, um, Zovirax, and there's uh, several others um, that you can take that will actually, uh, once they, they pop out, that'll actually reduce the amount of time. They usually last about 10 days um, from start to finish. The first stage is usually a tingling stage. The second stage is usually when it forms the bump and starts to weep or starts to drain. And then the third stage is a crusty, uh, painful uh, process. So if you can catch it in that first stage when it's tingling with the uh, antivirals, you have a great chance of it not going to the second stage. But if it gets into the second stage, it will shorten those stages so that you're not having it for 10 days. Now, I do have something in my office that is non-antiviral uh, drug-wise that if a person feels that tingling sensation, they can come into my office and I can actually laser the area. And about 99% of the time, the, the uh, cold sore will not pop out if we laser it. And if it does pop out, it just barely pops out to a minimum amount. So a laser has been very effective um, against uh, uh, the herpes, uh, zoster, or the cold sores. Is there a cure? The answer is no. Um, I wish there was, um, but if someone does come out with one uh, pharmaceutical company, they stand to make a lot of money. Yeah, they certainly do. But it's good to know that there are some treatment options out there for folks who are dealing with cold sores. David and Raleigh, thank you so much for your email. We've got time for one more here, and this is from Jose. And Carrie Jose says, I'm trying to decide between a bridge and an implant to replace a back tooth that I had to have pulled. What is your recommendation, Dr. Mann? Well, that's a, a, another another great question and a hard decision to make. Um 
predominantly, you know, the most successful thing that we do in dentistry for place, replacing missing teeth are implants. And the reason why is because uh, an implant is made of titanium. So you can't get recurrent decay on an implant. It's very hard to break an implant. Um, and they're highly successful in healthy individuals. Um, so for that reason, we do recommend an implant. However, bridge is an option. I tell people if they have um, two teeth on either side or adjacent to the missing tooth that are broken down and they have large amounts of fillings and decay, um, it might be just as good to put a bridge uh, there versus an implant if you need crowns on the teeth surrounding the missing tooth anyway. Um, because basically what a bridge is, is two crowns and then they fuse the missing tooth between those two crowns and then we permanently um, cement that into place. So if those teeth are in good shape, I don't recommend cutting down good tooth structure to put in a bridge. But remember, for an implant, you have to have enough bone, okay? And that's the main thing because uh, the implant has to have the bone to grow into it to be able to withstand the forces of our chewing forces and when our teeth come together. So if we don't have that bone there, then the option is you can get a bone graft. So you have to weigh the, uh, hey, if I have enough bone and I can get an implant without, giving a, uh, without doing a bone graft, is it worth uh, doing a bone graft? So there's a lot of things that go into that. And your dentist should be able to help you weigh those options. But if you have enough bone and uh, you don't have to do uh, an implant, uh, excuse me, a bone graft, I would recommend doing an implant. A, you can floss between it like a natural tooth. You can't get recurrent decay around it, and it'll, it'll, it'll be with you for a lifetime most likely. Well, that's a great recommendation, Dr. Mann. Thank you for breaking that down. And Jose, thank you for sending in your email, and thanks to everyone who did send in their emails today. And as I said, we answer emails from time to time. You can always send in your questions to Dr. Mann, and we'd love to answer them here on the air. You can always email Dr. Mann, Dr. Mann at smileman. Dot com. That's with two N's, Dr. Man at SmileMan.com. SmileMan.com is also where you can book an appointment to see Dr. Man, as well as view the many services that he provides and also find information about his three locations in Garner, in Cary, and in Fuquay. SmileMan.com. And if you're old-fashioned, you want to call up, the phone number to call is 919-462-9338. 919-462-9338. Three, eight. Dr. Mann, what do we have on tap for next week? Well, you know, we're in the middle of sports season. We're hoping that we get to see some football this year. And um, I'm hoping that some of our uh, kids and our listeners can go out and, and play some contact sports. Even basketball is considered a contact sport. But we're going to talk about trauma to the teeth and what it can do and how to prevent it. Oh, that's great stuff. That's something that I think all the parents listening right now may have perked up. And, uh, you know, go ahead and make sure that you uh, listen to us next Sunday afternoon. We hope you'll join us then. This is Teeth Talk with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF News Talk Traffic. Have a great weekend.